God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Life on Purpose. We hope you all had a wonderful Yom Teruah or Rosh Hashanah. I know that we did. Today we're excited mm -hmm. to cover the topic, who are you? And speaking of who are you, we've got David Covert, we've got Daniel Clayton, and of course the famous, or is it infamous, mm. Michael Clayton. Both. Definitely <laughs> How are y'all doing? Hey, doing great. And it, famous, infamous, it just yeah. depends on the day. Yeah, mm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, but we're uh we're yeah, I'm excited to dive in here. Um, you know, we're we're uh we postponed a couple days for Yom Teruah, but we had a we had a great one. Um I know you guys did too, and so but glad to be back here doing this a couple days later. We had a awesome. great time. Uh yeah, me and Ryan, we were had a great time. Uh we're doing uh Yom Teruah down there at Shabbat land down there with uh Chet Jacobs and then their entire uh, I think it's the only other people I can call it another clan because everyone refers to us as a clan when we're traveling around. They <laughs> yes. have their own like clan down there, and it's always a wonderful time we get to go down there and hang out with them. They're outside of Brunswick, but I think we also want to be aware of there's a during the time of this recording, we are uh, I think that the Hurricane Ian has just barreled down into into mm -hmm. Florida, and uh, I have my mom lives down there, and I just want to. I know that there's probably others that listen on here that also have family mm -hmm. members down there. And we just want to make sure we, we prayed before all this and uh, just want mm -hmm. to make sure we say another prayer there that they're all safe. And it looks like it's going to be a really, really wet one. So and hopefully mm -hmm. they stay safe. So, yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely. Yeah, I'm absolutely. A bunch of them down there. Mm -hmm. Perfect. <laughs> so to kind of prep you guys, the listener, uh, Part of what we're going to be talking about today is the beginning of scripture. So if you would like to join us in that, go ahead and open up your Bibles, grab your, your physical, actual real Bible, leather bound, or grab your smartphone, tablet, whatever you Wait, have. Do they, do they still make them? Like They do. And, and, mm. and you, for those who don't have one, you should buy one. Amen. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. I got, I got yeah, one. I know, we're yeah. good. We're yeah. good. <laughs> Blue duct tape. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I've seen yeah, some abuse go. there. There you go. You know, Mike, you talk about uh, that some as far as, you know, getting a, a book that you could actually pass down mm -hmm. that shows the things that you care about, the highlighter mm -hmm. and so forth. When I was in Savannah uh, last, I stopped in a bookstore and in one of the shelves in the front, they had a uh, section of antique Bibles that wow. were there. Hmm. And I saw one that just looked, I mean, older than dirt. And it was priced right at about $13. So <laughs> I was like, you know, for a book this old, I've got to pick it up. Yeah, I find out it, it was printed in 1884. Wow. Wow. And the lady that had owned it, uh, a lot of the notes would give like, you know, this was the topic at church this week, mm. uh, Sunday, 1896 you know, mm -hmm. all the way through it. So it was wonderful just to see all the wow. little notes and everything that she had left. Uh, so that's a cool thing to see. That is so cool, right? Yeah. I, I never thought about that. You know, you, somebody dies, the, the, their family doesn't want the, the Bible. They just give it a goodwill or something. You know, you know more about this woman than, than her family mm -hmm. did probably. That's true. And wow. it goes back to what you say. Like I could see the verses that she had highlighted 
I could mm-hmm. see what was important to her, those that she had starred. And even there was certain like the you know, I know that she loved the Psalms because yeah. the tab to flip the song to Psalms is just absolutely worn away. It's like an indent awesome. worn in the edge of the book. Yeah. Wow. So next time I see you, cool. I've got to bring uh, John Faust's Bible and let you see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel has looked through it and it's 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 amazing. It really is. I'd, I would love to see that. Yeah. So yes, uh, for the listener, go ahead and turn to the beginning of Scripture and have that ready. And and when we get to that, I'm sure Mike, you'll uh, you'll take us away with the uh, the reading of that. Yeah, we'll try to do that. And uh, so last week we asked the question of who are you, and uh, we figured out along the way that uh, to say your name is is it relevant? Yeah, but um, does it really say who you are? And I think the answer is no. So this week. Uh, where are you from? So if, if I ask a person a question on the, on the street, uh, where are you from? What are the couple of the options that they would give to me? Hmm. They would probably say either where they were born. Okay. Right. Or possibly where they're living now Right. or where they just moved to. <laughs> or if you're like me and you like, just cover the bases, get it all out in the open. You just throw it all at once. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Daniel was uh, blessed to uh, have parents that moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people, you know, after the second, they're like, oh, and the third one, like, oh, and the fourth one, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, or like when I'm here, I'm uh, from, uh, I'm, I was born in Michigan, so I have to quickly phrase it with, well, when I was four years old, I moved, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> otherwise, because, you know, wh- where you are from, yes. if you if you have a Southern drawl, mm-hmm. and you say that you're from Idaho, then <laughs> someone's going to be like, you don't sound like you're from Idaho, and so, exactly. you know, where you are from uh, has a big, you know, it, right. it jumps, people make assumptions, people, you know, kind of assign, you know, various things to you. So it's, it's a question like you, like you're saying, Dave, like you almost have yeah. to, depending on how important you see certain things, like if you're from the North, but you like the South better, you know, you're going to rush that in real quick. Yeah, rush but. it. Just like, I was born in Michigan, but <laughs> don't tell me yet. I'm, I'm from the yeah. South. I've been like in the South for all my life. So, yeah. So would you say then, Daniel, that uh, where you're from may come back to part of your identity? Ooh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, these. Que- I, I'm excited to see how much we're going to tie these questions in together because, um, you know, I think we touched uh, last week briefly on, you know, how the first one was first for a reason. And if, it, if, you know, if that one was taken out, then, you know, the rest of them are almost irrelevant. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be cool to kind of stair step them through each other, because absolutely where you are from, your perception, there we go, your perception of where you are from has a big mm-hmm. part to play in your identity. And does you telling somebody where you're from, does that kind of bring forth your identity in their head before they know you? Yep you're kind of uh what pigeonholing yourself into their box of who they think you are yeah let me give you an example when somebody here in in north carolina or wherever i've lived and that's been all over including alaska uh when somebody asks me where i'm from i say north florida because if you say you're from florida you know Mm -hmm. you could be from any you know it's florida is a crazy state especially now but when i say i'm from (laughs) north florida that kind of puts me in redneck territory (laughs) <laughs> right so a little different 
So Ryan, yeah. what, what you just said is just intriguing to me that, so if we don't understand where we're actually from, then it ties us back to question number one, and then can color questions number three, four, and five, right? Absolutely. It absolutely mm -hmm. can. Okay. Well, with that, why don't we go to the, to, uh, I'm sure everybody by now that uh, that's going to has grabbed their scripture. And uh, as uh, we're going to start reading the beginning of scripture, you guys ready? Yeah. Do it. Ready. Okay. All right. I got it right here and uh, I'm going to do it. And it says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the old heaven and the old earth had passed away and the sea was no longer there. No, wait, 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 that, that's, that's not Genesis one. I didn't say it turned to Genesis one, did I? I said, turn to the beginning of scripture. Beginning of scripture. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, okay. So were we supposed to go to contents then? Like for introduction? I mean, I think there's some stuff in there. Um, yeah, I was on index, but I mean, no. <laughs> oh, you were on index. Okay. So uh, you were on the blank page up front. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me just keep reading and let's see if we can straighten out this confusion that All you right, guys have just... now created. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne say, See, God's Shekinah, his glory is with mankind. He will live with them and they will be his people, and he himself, God will them, will be their God. Guys, that's the beginning. Mm. That's the beginning, because everything began in the mind, the inward being of the Almighty. It all begins with a dream. Ryan, David, well, I mean, Daniel, all of you guys work in some area of construction. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you got, you know, David, uh, Ryan, you guys are in the design. Uh, Daniel's in the building. Okay. But when a, a person comes to you, what do they come to you with? Is, do they, do they come to you with the, their, their Lowe's order? Do they come no. to you with, uh, you know, some kind of picture or that he'd come and say, let me try to explain to you what's in my mind. Mm -hmm. yeah, more often than not, that's it. Yep. It's, it's always fun figuring out because they either bring the collage of pictures, just nothing but loaded up pictures, or they have all these ideas and then you're like, okay, let's get to reality or this is going to be so outside your budget. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And then we get to turn them over to Dale. Dale goes, Oh boy. <laughs> oh, that got built that. Okay. And uh, you know, it's, that's, it's that's actually uh, it's the same with music as well. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, sometimes it can it can start in various ways. You know, it can start with either a a word or a sentence or a thought, a feeling, an idea, a note. Um, it can start with any of those things, but you know, it it hardly ever starts with something concrete. It's usually you know, at least for me, some of my my songwriting has been um, it, it does start with an idea. It starts with, there's this concept, there's this piece of God of his character that I want to capture in mm. this moment. And now how do I do that? Daniel, would, would you also then say then too, sometimes you have to like throwing darts at a board and go, you know what? Let me try this. Mm -hmm. 
Let me mm-hmm. see if that works. Oh, absolutely. The yep. Same thing we'll see in, in like in our field. And I think that you'll also realize that in a lot of things it works where you'll just start throwing out ideas and going, can that work? Or what if we could combine this into one or can mm-hmm. we do that? Or actually just get ready, get away with that idea entirely. Wait for a later time to work on it. No, let's mm-hmm. see the same thing. Same hey, thing. Let me take you back to what Daniel said. It hardly ever starts in concrete. Mm. So what is concrete? Here, here, let me give you, let me give you a verse of concrete. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation. That's the concrete mm-hmm. of the foundation that yeah. all of scripture is built on all the way to the book of revelation or even into the book, even into maps, you know, mm-hmm. but it all began in the mind of God. So if we look at it from that aspect, when somebody says, where are you from? You say, I am a dream that was in his dream. That's a good concrete reality of what was in his dream. And that's a good point because, you know, how many theologians have asked the question, like, what was things and stuff before Genesis 1-1? You know, like Before things and stuff? (laughs) Yeah. You know, what, what was, you know, what was God doing? Where, you know, what was you know, what was the context or what was the precursor to that? And so, you know, there had to be something before that because, and it it was, it was the idea. It was the idea that happened before Genesis 1-1. And so that verse in Revelation you read is a picture of that idea. Hmm. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Regarding uh, Revelation chapter 21, that I just read the first few verses, and then into the concrete foundation of Genesis chapter one. Why? Why did he do that? Have you ever just stopped and kind of contemplated that one? Why did he do that? Hmm. I think we can, I mean, I feel like we're getting a little ahead on our five questions, but let's just go for it. Um, I feel like we can get, you know, he made the creator, god he made us and he made us as little creators he told us be fruitful mm-hmm. and multiply you know he he there's all these uh images and all this kind of stuff of us being creators you know little you know even you know giving life you know cre- creating life on our own um you know obviously that he gives so we can kind of get a snapshot of who he, he is by looking at who he has made humans to be and mm-hmm. so you know, we are creators, we we create things. And there's, there's reasons that we create, like, if it's a song, like I said, it's something that I in that moment, there's something I want to express about myself, or there's something I want to express via my uh, interpretations about something else, or if I'm building something, it's something that I want to express mm-hmm. in way, shape or form. And so the creator you know, if we can kind of look at that piece of ourselves and apply it to him, because he is the creator, there was a piece of himself he needed to express, you know, and so obviously, that's a loaded question, because there's like a billion answers. But you know, the first one that pops into my head is that as a creator, he needed to, he needed a place, he wanted a place to express aspects and, and, and pieces of himself to his creation. I think I want to jump on what Daniel's saying there too. And I, again, maybe I need to start to derail off the house analogy, but that's what I, but I think what we, 
when what we do all the time. So I really love this example of the foundation being Genesis 1-1, but the reason for the foundation is all the way to our Western mindset at the end of the Bible before maps, right? Is that is the reason, the dream of it seeing it. So if you look at it from that, uh, I, I said this to people, that 3000 foot view level, look way out, you go, oh, he's just explaining why all this happened. So when you do build a house, the foundation is the thing you're never going to ever see. But if something's really wrong with it, you're going to, something we'll find out later on down the road. But since we know that the foundation's already concrete, it's solid, there's no moving it. Mm -hmm. Now we get to peel back the layers of how this thing's built. Now we get to peel back and see what's actually going on, what made this structure actually stand throughout the test of time, time and time again, constantly weathering any storm, any anything that came against it, it stood up with it. So the foundation of in the beginning, this is just what happened. It doesn't matter what happened before. It doesn't matter. It's this is why it's here and it's going to stay here. And it's for this dream that if you read through, you'll see why. This is the dream. This is what we're going for. This is what we're shooting towards. That this house is going to move forward in this direction. So I think that that maybe that maybe there's a reason there. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I, I like kind of how you put it, Daniel. You know, why are we here? And I recall hearing someone say, uh, and I'm probably paraf I'm paraphrasing, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it was along the lines of, art ceases to be art when there's no one to share it with mm. mm -hmm. okay that's, that's cool. and and here the father has created this universe in all its beauty and all its glory what if there's nobody to share that with mm. and i was actually gonna go back and just say a very simple answer to this question that would go hand in hand with that is why did he build this house for people to live in <laughs> yeah okay so here let me let me throw you a question now this may be a softball we'll see how it goes but um is would you guys say that the creator god elohim hashem you know however he has all these names okay actually he doesn't have any names let me let me, let me back up on that he doesn't have a name he has titles of aspects of himself that he wants to reveal to us mm -hmm. so everything that we call him whether it be creator or almighty or or any of these you know any, any of these titles these are all just aspects of who he is so would you all agree that he is self-sufficient absolutely does does he really need anything Oh, I see going for here. Have you have you mm. ever thought that God had at any time a need? Mm. You you ready for the next one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you think so? Um, how about this? The reasons for Revelation chapter twenty one, and the words which say that uh and he will live with them or dwell with them they will be his people and he himself god with them will be their god is that the creator of the universe was lonely 
there was a void in him that angels could not fulfill. There was a void within him that powers and principalities could not fulfill. Mm-hmm. And the reason is that they were not created in his image. He created Adam, and it says that he was Adam was created in his image. Um, Daniel, directly to you, you've got a uh, number four child coming along. Um, I remember you get you and Kate's getting your first dog, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy yep. dog. Oh man. Yeah. Tell you what. You guys, you guys loved that dog, didn't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would tell us about what, you know, what he's doing and all these kinds of, with Jasmine, you'd tell us about all these things, but then you had a child come along. Was there a difference between the puppy love and the baby love? Oh, I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's a day for loaded questions. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) of course, of course there's a difference, you know, there's, um, you know, there are, there are different levels of love. There's different levels of affection and there's different levels of fulfillment and satisfaction and all these things. And, you know, as a human, of course, you know, a dog could never, you know, as amazing as I think they are, I love dogs, um, as amazing as they are, they could never do what a human could do. And I want to, I want to pitch a, um, I want to pitch a tweak over to you because, you know, I've, I've known you for a long time. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, we've had this conversation a few times and I've, I've thought about it a lot. Um, and I, I wonder if this tweak could even, could even make it a little more wow. Okay. Where it's maybe it's not even that he has a need as we think of a need, but such a strong desire that he had to create us because he desired us so much. Because, you know, and and part of this is not something we can answer as humans, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, I don't, you know, he obviously he's God, you know, we we covered that, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't need anything like, like, again, like we think of needs, I think Mm -hmm. maybe that's that that's the tweak, but he desired us so much that he was willing to go through everything we read about just for those moments that we say yes to him and that we worship him and give him glory. So his desire for love that came from someone that was created in his image was so great that he brought forth Ryan Cribs. Is that what you're saying? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Ryan, you want to run with that? Oh, man. (laughs) Or just sit there and blubber a while. Loaded question number three. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily want to run with that, Uh, but... uh... (laughs) I will say, you know, that it's it's interesting that, and you brought this point up, I think it was at Revive, Mike, when it comes to the question of where are you from? Mm-hmm. And here we see in our culture now this huge popularity, not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but there's this huge popularity of the, what, like 23 and me, mm-hmm. so, you know, DNA, sending it off to the experts. Where am I from? What is my heritage? Mm-hmm. Who oh, yeah. were my mm-hmm. ancestors? You know what I mean? And, and then people find great identity and saying, well, I'm, you know, so many percent Scottish or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, so have so much Jewish blood mm-hmm. or, you know, this kind of thing. Um, 
and that's that's it's really interesting because is it really about that yeah um i mean no but <laughs> um because mike you you had a uh, you had a wonderful summary for that if you recall, you, my, my brain's going, okay, I'm listening to you, Ryan, but I'm already, a, I'm already a step ahead. So you're going to have to yeah. fill, you have to fill in what I said. I got you. I got you. So again, I'm probably going to butcher it because you said it so eloquently there. Oh, thank um, you. I, uh, <laughs> can, can I get your address so I can send you that offering I've been meaning to send? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can send me the $20 we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> This whole idea is to fulfill a desire of of, um, fulfillment in the identity that you belong to a creator, the one who created you ultimately, regardless of where your ancestors came from geographically. It doesn't matter where they they came from geographically. It matters because when you accept the Messiah... And when you start walking in his ways, you become a child of God. So where are you really from? Mm. You're from him. Mm -hmm. And this goes toward, I was talking with a man named David Sharp when we were down at Shabbat land. And, you know, one of the leading causes of uh, suicide right now, especially among teenagers, is fatherlessness. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. He told a story about um, there was a, a guy. He was from the Bronx. He was like a messianic rabbi, and the father told him to go move to Macon, Georgia, of all places. <laughs> so he moved to Macon, and he's sitting by the pool one day, and it's like a community pool. You have to pay so much to get in. And so he saw a young man go to one gate, and he couldn't get in that gate. So he came around to the other gate, and he couldn't get in that gate. And Finally, he hops the fence and he comes over to this rabbi that's sitting there and he says, you got a problem with me? And the rabbi's like, I'm from the Bronx, so I, please, Lord, don't, don't, let's not go there. <laughs> He's like, you got a problem with me? He says, yes, actually, I do. It's, there's a, a fee to be in here, which the community members pay. And the kid's like, well, I'll give you the money for that right now. I'll even give it for you just for today. And he says, no, it's not about that. It's about the moral. So it comes out, and the guy says, well, I'll be back. I'm going to go get my boys, and we'll be back. Come to find out he was in a gang and that kind of thing. So as he's walking away, the rabbi starts thinking, and he goes, wait a minute. Come back here. He sits the boy down, and he says, listen, I'm going to let you swim in the pool today. But you got to make me a deal. You'll talk to me for an hour. Hmm. And after that hour, you can go, and you can do whatever you want. But during this hour, don't lie to me. Because the spirit will convict me to know if you're lying. So they agree. Kid sits down and he says, where do you go to school? The kid says, over there. He says, that's your first lie. Well, how do you know? Because you didn't say the name of the school. Okay, I'm done lying. I'll tell you the rest, right? (laughs) So it came up. He said, "Um, what's your your parents like? He says, well, I have a mom. I've never known my dad. And the rabbi looked at him and he said, I wish I was your dad. I'd be proud to have you as a son. Wow. Uh, I'd, I'd like to be a dad to you. And he said, they're this like hardened guy Man. that had all this hard facade, just broke down crying in front of him. Hmm. 
And in that hour, he was able to walk him through things and change his life. He's he's now restored to his family, out of the wow. gang. Has actually going back and is starting to, to work with some of the other members in mm-hmm. his gang to get them out. And uh, but that that first question and that first statement of "I want to be your dad," mm-hmm. you know, I, that was powerful yeah. to me. So Absolutely. for those listening who may not have a dad. You have a heavenly father who created you, and that is where you're from, regardless of who your dad was or where he came from or maybe even what he did or what his past was. Yeah. Just to throw that out there. True. Uh, absolutely. Amen. You know, David enemy, had some, some thoughts there. I, I just, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I definitely – like that, that kind of stuff really reconciles me. I'll like, even talk to some uh, very uh, close friends of mine that will talk about some things like that and uh, – especially when they have a father issue. And I know that actually I was able, actually, you know what? I, I just the spirit just convicted me. You actually, uh, I was just talking to my mom about Snyder, Texas. And do you remember going way out there to Texas there, Mike? Yeah. You had, I'm pretty sure it was you. Yeah. You were talking about fathers, how you view your earthly fathers, how you view your heavenly father. Yeah. <clears throat> And so there was a lot of things that started just to kind of click into my mind went, wait, there was all these little roadblocks, these little uh, things that weren't really lined up where I thought they were. And then my dad was actually there and I was able to like, oh man, I actually put the pieces together because my dad lost his dad when he was only 10 years old. So then my dad had to figure out how to be a dad without knowing a dad. And that just Mm -hmm. clicked in my mind and went, Oh man, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even think about that idea, that concept, because again, my life was always my dad was there. And thankfully I had a dad my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I know there are some that I've talked to that either for whatever reason wasn't there or never was. Right. That hurdle is a massive hurdle you have to get over in your life. So looking at that. Just that struggle, again, you're, you're meant to overcome it, right? You have the ability to overcome it, but it is a very challenging thing to see through that because always that idea of what your earthly father did is, a, is how that gateway is viewed of looking towards your heavenly father. And then I realized then, of, oh, I never didn't have that perception. Mm-hmm. And me and my dad just cried. Just I tell them that realization, we just cried right then and there, right after your talk. It was like this. I was like, I just didn't even think of that. It took me this long until for me to realize that and that I appreciated, I told him I appreciated how much he had to work to figure out how to make this work because he didn't have an example. So he had to figure it out on the way. And so that was like, anyways, that was, I wanted to, that I deemed, I totally forgot about that. It was, it was a really powerful moment for my life. And thank you for sharing that because it was huge. It was very huge for me and my dad. And maybe that'll be a program we'll do. Uh, in the future mm. yeah. oh man that'd, that'd be good, good. oh yeah. that'd be good yeah oh, I'll, I'll save save some comments for that uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll keep it down now too because they ryan yeah. opened a can of worms that we got <laughs> yeah. time. But, but you know when you're talking about that it, it it took me being reconciled to my heavenly father before i could understand how to be reconciled to my earthly father mm-hmm because wow. you know, quickly, my my parents were divorced when I was eight. Uh, my dad came out of World War II as a very bad alcoholic. He died when I was fourteen. Uh, it was it was bad, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I felt sorry for 
for the, our three children, uh, Daniel's siblings and, and Daniel, because, you know, they were, they were the training ground. Uh, Cause I had no idea what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's amazing. They, uh, they turned out. <laughs> hey, yeah, Daniel, you, you turned out pretty all right. Appreciate that. <laughs> I like to think so myself. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, sometimes we go on these little tangents and the, not tangents, but these little kind of side trails and um, you know, the listeners maybe are like, well, where, where are they? Where are they going? But it's interesting because, you know, it always comes back around and, you know, we started with who am I? And, and let's just say that you came to the right conclusion there and you, you come to Messiah and you realize that in him, you are whole, you are loved, you are uh, unique and special. You have a purpose, you know, all these things, you realize who you are. Now, the next step is, you know, where am I from? And that is where the enemy is going to remind you of this kind of stuff. You're from a broken family. You're from somewhere Mm -hmm. that doesn't have a father. You're from, um, you know, this, this bad part of town that nothing, you know, does anything ever good come out of Bethlehem? You know, this kind of stuff. He's going (laughs) to remind you, try to remind you where you either physically came from or, you know, in your life or even beyond that, because something that I think is insanely crazy is that there are people who, believe they are a child of god and still believe that god used evolution to bring us to where we are today and Mm so question number two where am i from can skew and reset you back to skewing and uh, a misunderstanding of who you are again Mm -hmm. um and so you know who am i got that one down where am i from you're from his heart you're from his breath, you're from his mind, you are from his desires, you know, you're not, and, and the, you know, the breath, I think is important, because it's not, he didn't just, you know, spark uh, the Big Bang as, as it's taught, and, you know, millions of years of evolution, no, he created this Gumby thing, like you said last (laughs) week, dad, and then he breathed into it, and that is where we are from, where you are from on earth doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. And Paul goes to great lengths to say many times through different books in Messiah, there is no Jew or Gentile. What's he saying? Like when you're in Messiah, it doesn't matter who you are. Like you're in him, follow his commandments, you know, be like him. And it doesn't matter where you're from either. You know, there's no, there's no DNA check right there. You know, you don't need to check this box, mm-hmm. this box, and this box to be included in that. It says mm-hmm. in Messiah, there is no Jew or Gentile. They are one. We are yeah. one in him. Yeah, he That's doesn't good. have second-class citizens. You know, we, we don't have to yeah. fly uh, cattle class right. to the kingdom, you know. We all get a first-class seat, which is wonderful. Uh, Ryan, you you kind of, <laughs> you, you, you ran over one a minute ago that triggered something. You, you guys have been around me, like especially Daniel, of course, but you, Ryan and David, have been around me long enough to know that I don't really think like most people do. And uh, I, I came up with very random thoughts at times. So um, <clears throat> the other day, as as we entered into the Hebrew calendar on, uh, on Yom Teruah, this is known as the, uh, the celebrate, well, Rosh Hashanah is known as the celebration of the creation of the world. Yes. I, you know, is, is that right or wrong? I, I, I tend to believe it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... This past uh, Monday, we celebrated the birthday of the Earth. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> and it's um, 
I, I don't think the calendar is actually correct. I think there's some, it's off a little bit, but mm -hmm. with that, the father uses our off, right? Uh, mm -hmm. to, he uses our craziness and what, uh, what man sees as order may be chaos to God. And what's seems like chaos, uh, to us, maybe order to him. Mm -hmm. So he's orchestrating things. Yes. And, and so th this thing of a person's identity, I want everybody to consider this for a moment. You did not tune into this episode of life on purpose by accident, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. every single person out there that is watching, listening, you were directed here today on this, at this moment to hear a message mm -hmm. directly to you that began in revelation chapter 21. And part of that is about your right. identity. Now, here's the here's the crazy thing. We are in, or crazy to me, we are in the Hebrew month or the Hebrew year of 5783, 5783. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, that just began. This is our first broadcast of the year 5783. Would any of you uh, three rocket scientists like to give me the total of 5783, the individual numbers? Uh, 10, 15, 23. Ryan, what do yep. you say about 23? Oh, wow. 23 and me. Yeah. <laughs> Go Ryan. That, that's wild. So you can't, you can't make this up. You know, <laughs> you, you cannot make this up. So here's my thought. What about if people taking our, our program from last week and our program this week and decided that this coming Hebrew year is going to be the year that they become acquainted with who they are mm -hmm. and their identity. Quit looking to the ancestry.coms mm -hmm. and start looking to the scripture.com mm -hmm. or .org or <laughs> whatever, whatever that be. Dot God? <laughs> <laughs> one of them one of those God. yeah one of those. am i nuts here guys <laughs> Universal. No. i think no, it's a not. pretty good uh turn you might want to use that for tomorrow there mike for your uh because i don't know whose idea was it to let you let you on social media because you always point these little coin little <laughs> phrases and i like them i <laughs> think they're pretty cool so i like that you use social media for that purpose it's pretty cool uh, that's, that's, I don't think there's any coincidence of this stuff. And I, I actually would like to then jump on that is that there's definitely something going on this year when we were at our place. I imagine that if you guys told us briefly that of how awesome y'all's Yom Teruah service was, but I remember walking out of ours and it was like, something else is going on right now. There's something else that's shifting afoot. Because if you want to look at the media, you want to look at all that stuff, you see all this crazy chaos. And the best thing you can do is turn it off best thing is just like limiting how much you're consuming that mm -hmm. stuff because the number one motivator for you consuming that is fear so i've i felt a um if i had to pin a word on what i felt people were desiring it would be reset mm -hmm. um like you know mm -hmm. this past year or two years three years has been so full of stuff and junk and all this kind of stuff and you know, just wanting to reset from that. And 
you know, if you are doing your reset for the first time, you know, as the, as a listener, you know, if you are, um, you know, just coming into what we're saying, and this is the first time you've heard this kind of stuff, or maybe you've heard it all your life, but it's just now starting to click, then, you know, you know, like Dad is saying, let this be that year for you, where, you know, we've touched on it on the program before, you know, we all have these feelings of there's something more to this life, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's riddled throughout, throughout life, throughout cultures and religions, everything, it's, it, it's, there's something more. And, when you go looking in the wrong places, you find the wrong answers and you become the wrong person and all this kind of stuff. And so just understand that in God, there are answers for you. Like there are the right answers of who you are and where you come from. You don't have to turn to any, any website. It's, it's, it's the scriptures. It's the Bible. Yep. To wrap up with that idea, like what you're saying right there, that whole, idea that don't just quit going out to the dot coms and all these other places to try to figure out what your heritage and lineage is that's fine go look into that but that's not going to define who you are because in reality who god sees you as is what is most important and the only way you can find that out is by taking time to keep digging into the word seeing what verses jump out at you keep digging in to see what convictions lay and then in prayer understanding knowing how the how God sees you, really how he sees you, and then actually doing, going out, and not just waiting. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we I know, Mike, you, you preached it. I think that was one of the biggest things why we even, even jumped on to even be a part of this, is that entire mentality that for far too long, too many young people have been told, all right, just, just hold on and wait, because you know, maybe the end is this year, or maybe it'll be next year, but just, just hold on and wait. When we die off, then y'all can take over and do things. No, 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 no. That, that's got to start changing. And you've been one of, I think, the biggest voices. And whenever we go talk to anybody, it's now nah, that's got to change. And that's got to change now. We got to start saying no. Be about it now. Start going now. And that's what was echoed at our young Teru servers by others. Without a young, maybe they never even heard you, but they were saying the same thing. No, we can't be just sitting back. We can't. Not anymore. You have to keep going. There's no way that you could just sit here and stay idly by because this world is this world and it's how the world's going to be until our messiah returns and we're going to have to start being active and actually doing something so i wanted to say that's that that's right was, i was awesome to hear it again and that it's becoming not just a yeah. small local thing that's happening mm-hmm. it's becoming bigger and bigger that people are understanding that there needs to be activity and doing things that the word says already do it's very clear as day do this take care of these people take care of this be a voice of encouragement. Just continue to be a light. And if you need to be encouraged, continue to find encouragement in him. Mm-hmm. You don't need a person. Yes. Keep going to God and keep begging for that, for that mercy and that grace. And he'll get the encouragement and he'll, or he'll bring others to you to bring that encouragement. These, I, I'm, 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 I'm a, I am a uh, living proof of both. Encouragement from him and encouragement from bringing others uh, closer to me in my path and walk. So, absolutely. Yeah, that's another point that David Sharp and I were discussing uh, during the feast. And that was the number one word in scripture out of the Father's mouth used the most. Not, you know, Peter said or, you know, by translation, but out of the Father's mouth is mercy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Mm. So that tells mm -hmm. us, you know, if we are defined by who our father is, mm. our father is merciful. And he says Man, so himself good. more than any other word in scripture. Oh man, that's okay. That's so good because we're coming up on Yom Kippur, which yeah. is, you know, the day mm -hmm. of, 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 oh yeah, feel that one. The day yeah, of judgments. Yeah. And I was, I was talking uh, on our last Shabbat meeting, how, you know, growing up and it's not that um, anyone taught me this necessarily. It's just kind of the, what I picked up and that I've been changing recently in the past few years, the image I got of Yom Kippur, you know, the day of judgment is like you walk in these huge dark open doors into this dark throne room where there's no windows and there's no light and there's this huge being sitting on a massive throne untouchable unattainable who is like it's just time like all your life has been leading up to this moment of this this judgment and just realizing like how does that fit into who our father is? And like, but I feel like that is so big a perception of what Yom Kippur is, is like, it's this dreaded day that people don't ever hardly ever look forward to. Not many people look forward to Yom Kippur, but as the years go on from the past few years, I look forward to it more and more each year as I realize it's not about that big dark room of this harsh judgment, but it's just, it's the same father that has been with mm. you throughout the entire year. And to know that that word is the most used word out of his mouth is merciful. It just shatters that notion that that's what Yom Kippur is. That's it's, it's, it's mm -hmm. different. It's different you know, a lot of that. people have, um, are you done? Were you finished Daniel? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. I'm done. Uh, I think you know, we talked about this past Shabbat and I'm going to, I want to, tie in one thing that I talked about on Shabbat regarding Yom Kippur. And for those that are not familiar with the, the, the feast, they're not the feast of the Jews. They're not Jewish feasts. They're the feast of the Lord, the, the feast of, of Adonai. Mm -hmm. uh, these are God's appointed times. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we can, we can talk about that for uh, forever uh, between the four of us, <laughs> I think. But uh, yeah. Yom Kippur is the day of atonement. It will be uh, next Wednesday the uh i can't remember the exact date here but it'll be next wednesday from uh from when we're let me just get the date just so that i know the right time but um so that will be in the november the already actually week from uh that's the ninth mm -hmm. of november is uh is yom kippur on the the hebrew calendar and um sorry this is october uh yeah where am i the at? evening of the fourth the evening, evening of the fourth, of the fourth to the evening of the fifth. Yeah. Thank you, guys. There we go. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when you get older and you only have so much room up there, and there's too many things crowding it in. But uh, so it, the the scripture talks about, and I've got to actually go back to this again this coming uh, Shabbat with our group because I uh, I made a mistake in one of the letters. But the the main concept is that many people have gone into Yom Kippur with an attitude of shame. Of woe is me. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm just a sinner. I mean, all this stuff. Um, you know, I don't think Yom Kippur should be a time of shame. It's not about, Yom Kippur is not about focusing on how bad I am, but how good he is. Mm -hmm. mm. Right, right, Ryan? Yeah. I mean, that's mercy, right? That's absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's focusing on that. So the word uh, deny, we are to deny ourselves. Uh, the word is anah. And for those that uh, that have never looked at Hebrew, Hebrew has is a pictogram language, and we can actually see a picture out of the word 
and the the word ana is an ein, a noon, and a hey. The ein, the letter there is representative of the eye, or what we see, or what we perceive. So it's it's a perception of something. The noon is a is the letter which is life. Uh, if you walk up to a stream and a and a, a a fish darts out, or a a seed springing forth out of the ground, that's the picture that is the noon. And then the last letter is the letter hey, which is a letter that we we say without moving our lips or our tongue. It's hey, and it's his breath, mm-hmm. his his authority, that which he breathed and the world came into existence so we go to revelation chapter 21 he had a dream and he breathed that dream into existence so when we ana when we deny ourselves it's about taking the day to perceive the life that came from his breath which is his love and mercy to create us and give us mercy. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Oh. That's I, absolutely I was wanting to chime in there. Just that uh, uh, Yom Kippur has been a, uh, I, I've already told people this is where, I know Ryan knows this. I absolutely enjoy Yom Kippur. And it's not about just the fasting. It's the, it's the, re- the things that are surrounding this day. It's a, I already know when it, when 10 days of R leading to the end of it, when, when we're going right up to Yom Kippur, there's this spiritual heaviness that's on the entire day. And it's like, man, I just, I just need to get done with work. We got, I got to get, get myself prepared for this day because I've imagined the exact same thing, or maybe even a vision was given the exact same kind of vision as this day during prayer. I imagine walking to this incredible throne room. And it's something that nothing on this earth has ever had or seen. It's something that's grand and amazing and beautiful but surrounded in so much mercy so that even when even when fasting it's just like there's something so much greater that's going on on this single day ever there's something big happening there's something amazing and then it's that ceiling in the book of life that that you're counting down the minutes towards the end you're like i can't wait to break the fast i can't wait i can't wait and it's just like knowing that Mercy has prevailed. You're sealed in the book of life and the gates have closed. There's something just absolutely spectacular and beauty all rounded up in that. And it's fearsome, but yet so full of mercy. Like it's almost like it's full of conundrums, but it's not. It's it's the most Mm. perfect thing of who our God is. Like you said, you you imagine God is this merciful being, but then on this day, it's like, wow, he's just so terrifying. (laughs) That's the whole day is about. It's the whole day is this terrifying like it the, that verse always rings in my ears every Yom Kippur that it is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of a living God that is like to me might even be the essence of that day yeah and I think it was pinned by David when he said that like that is it's got some weight <laughs> it's, good verse. it's an incredible day verse. so, so we, I can go on like right yeah, we said it as a day of fasting because you know, consider this the day that you stand before him as the king, the lion of the tribe of Judah has become the king over all the earth. The last thing on your mind that day is going to be your favorite combo meal, right? 
Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whatever, whatever. So, uh, mm-hmm. hey, Ryan, final thoughts in Daniel, then I'll, I'll uh, close this out. I think my final thought would be take encouragement in knowing who you are, that you belong to a merciful God, merciful King, uh, and that he has ordered your days and ordered your step. You're here for a reason. It's not by accident. It's not by blunder. Regardless of what your current circumstances are or what your current situation may be, you are a child of the most high God, the creator of all, and he has you here for a reason. That would be my final final thought on that. Daniel? Yeah, I, th- I think I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say one last thing about Yom Kippur as a final thought that, um, you know, if you are, if you have never observed it before, or even if you have, um, you know, do it, you know, either way. And, you know, what Dave is saying, you know, that, that, that scripture verse of the, you know, it is a terrifying thing, you know, it, it is because he is the master and he is the creator of the universe. And, you know, you, you see time and time again in scripture, people falling on their face before him because he's just so much more than we can even uh, withstand in our bodies but then you know go from that that's part of it and then you know realize that the, the hand that you're in is your father that loves you and the day we don't fast because of us we fast because of him we don't fast because it's about it's about denying ourselves it's about turning our focus and so realize who you are realize who you're who you where you come from and then turn your eyes toward him and just let him show you in a deeper way. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, if anyone has uh, questions, concerns, you would like uh, to speak to any of us counseling, you've got something going on in your life that uh, you just need somebody to talk to because the scripture says a tricord. That means a, a three chord, three tied together cord is not easily broken. So you know, it's, it's not just about, you know, God is there for you, but sometimes he puts people in your lives. It's, uh, it's a little boy that um, was at, uh, was, was going to bed one night and it was thunder and lightning outside. And as he, his mommy tucked him in, uh, she started to turn the light out and he said, leave the light on. She said, you don't need to be concerned about anything. God's here with you. He says, yeah, but somebody, sometimes I'd like to have somebody around with skin on. <laughs> So God's here with you guys, but sometimes he will also send somebody with skin on to give you a hug and to <laughs> talk go. to you and, and uh, help you along in this way. Jeremiah yeah. says, I know the plans I have for you, says Adonai, the creator, plans of hope, not good, of, of good, not evil, to give you hope and a future. So live your life on purpose. We'll see you next week. Yeah.